Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I am your host. Folks, so good to be with you today. Whether you're driving, whether you're painting, I'm just glad to be here. I'm just glad to be here with you. You're doing a good work out here. You're doing a good work. I have been uh, traveling across the country, speaking at different events, talking to contractors across the country, hearing the pains, seeing the struggle, but loving the grit, loving the dedication, the, the love of the craft, the belief in the power of our service. Uh, painting really makes a difference. And so I just want to pay tribute to you and what you're doing. Keep on grinding. Keep on doing it. Uh, you're doing a good thing and you're going to make it. You're going to make it. I promise you, you're going to make it. Uh, just keep listening to the show. If you are not a member of the PCA, I'm just going to put a quick plug in. You got to be a member of the PCA. Become a member of the PCA. We are a community of paint contractors who are living and breathing paint just like you. We're experiencing the hardships. We're experiencing the, the positive sides, the ups and the downs. And we're a community. And we bond together and help each other out. We do that in the Paint Ed group on Facebook. Uh, we do that at our events. Uh, we've got gathering of painters events happening around the different states. We've got uh, our good uh, friends at, at Sherwin Williams um, doing regional events where we have uh, speaking things going on. Um, we've got a lot of planned. We got a lot planned in the PCA. Uh, stay connected. Go to pcapainted.com or .org to join. And if you want to listen to this show and other shows like it. I recommend downloading PCA Overdrive where you can get the video content. Pop that on at the end of the day, grab some popcorn, maybe a notebook, take some notes, start, you know, start vibing with us. Uh, download PCA Overdrive in the App Store. Go to PCAPaintEd.org to get that. Uh, I got an exciting show today. I've got a return guest, uh, our industry partner, company cam owner of or uh, president of the company, Luke Hansen, is with us. Um, last time we had him on the show is, is maybe about a year and a half ago, I want to say. Um, it was a great conversation. There were things that I learned and walked away with. And I was like, you know what? There's something to it. We got to We got to implement this and what we're doing. And so I'm happy to bring him on today. When I'm talking to contractors, um, part of the trick, I think, with managing company is that you've got your different crews in the different locations and you've got to tell them you got to get them information right you got to get you got to be able to communicate what you want done on the job and a lot of times if we don't have a clear you know things like clear work orders or clear descriptions of what's going on you end up having to go to the job site you end up spending a lot of uh, windshield time 
going to the site, trying to, you know, show them physically around. But then once you get multiple job sites going on, then it starts to get tricky. And so you can't be everywhere at once. And even when the job is happening, you can't possibly show up on that job site every single day, multiple times a day. You got to be able to communicate. And the way that uh, Luke Hansen thinks about this stuff is really inspiring. Like he's, he has, um, he, he has an obsession that comes from pure like joy and excitement about the topic. And that's what I really uh, appreciated about having him on to talk about this. So, um, you know what, let's just go ahead and jump in and uh, get this, get this show on the road. Everybody, let's welcome Luke Hansen with Company Cam to the show. What's up, Luke? Hey, <laughs> Not much. Glad to be here. And thank you for that great intro. I am excited. Um, and I don't know. I don't know if you said joy, but I do I do love this stuff. Like I I think about it too much. Yeah, yeah. So um you know, for those two, I, you know, we actually, I feel like we do have a lot of listeners that, that, uh, use company cam and, and, um, you know, enjoy the benefits of it. Can you, for those who aren't aware, can you just share a little bit about your background and how you came into the, you know, this sphere? Like you, you know, you didn't come initially, I know this, you didn't initially come from a tech background you 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 got it you got that trade background tell us that story mm -hmm. yeah um so i'm from nebraska <clears throat> and uh my dad started a roofing company uh in 1984 the year i was born so uh, reverse i'm 39 uh just turned 39 yeah. and i mean i grew You're up getting old uh <laughs> i'm feeling <laughs> feeling it you know uh, this is this is you know, a but tangent I, but there's there's a this is the age i'm i, I was born in 85 so we're we're close here but i read got your whole life in front of you that's right well i try to think about that but then you know i go i go to the store and i see clothes and i'm like oh that's coming back you know that's what's telling me <laughs> yeah that i'm feeling old and uh they they say that this is the age where you start to recognize and feel like you are not a spring chicken anymore. That, that happened to me. I mean, I was always like playing sports and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, I don't know, but I don't like working out. It's hard. It's like a lot of work. <laughs> that being said, I've been doing it for like the last call it 18 ish months, like kind of back, like working out, trying to be in better shape. And, um, I do feel older, but I dunked a basketball. I'm 5'11". Look at that. Whoa. I mean, you have to take my word for it. I'm not tall. Yeah. Um, it was a, something of a one-off. But no, it was that feeling of like, you know, you go and try to like, we had a little, uh, our company cam, you know, employee kind of like basketball team. And we would play in the local like YMCA league. Yeah. And you're trying to like do stuff that you feel like you should do and that <laughs> you can't do it. You know, no, it's just yeah. your body is off from your brain. Um, but yeah, so I, I... I, you know, I grew up uh, around here, Lincoln, Nebraska. My dad uh, was, he, he started this company and, you know, I just remember him coming home from work, like roofing houses and we'd play catch and this kind of stuff. And then I got to be maybe like 13 and started going along in the summer and like cleaning up job sites and just, you know, the 
the bottom barrel grunt work and then essentially worked for him every summer and then through college and did uh, almost every job you can do at kind of a local contracting business and mm-hmm. uh, went to school to study mechanical engineering, dropped out of school way too late, <laughs> went yep. way too far in mechanical engineering, went, eventually went back a couple years later, got my degree and, I, and off and on, I was working for him the whole time, you know, all the way up until let's say I was 30 basically. And mm-hmm. then we, we had this, I, we were trying to take photos. This is kind of call it 2014 ish. And, uh, you know, everyone knows you got, you, you want to know like, what's there, what's the state of it right now. I need to send this mm-hmm. to someone. And I wanted everyone taking photos and I was in charge of our gutter and siding division. Uh, at this, mm-hmm. which was somewhat new at our company. And we were just making dumb mistakes. Not they did we things that we wouldn't do in roofing because we kind of knew better, but I was specifically feeling the pain of them. Like I remember I'm reading a work order and it says like, oh, one story, you know? I'm like, great, what's the roof is one story tall. So we're gonna go out and wrap the fascia on this roof. But right, uh, when we get there, we come to find out, well, the it's one story, but in the back, it's almost two stories. Uh, and the face is like 40 feet up because it's this really steep roof. And so that 10 foot ladder that I brought thinking that I could get on the roof is not getting me anywhere near wrapping this fascia and it's stuff like that. I'm like, we just, we, we need pictures. We need to get them in here. We need to be able to talk about it. look at the same pictures and then be able to go out and do the work. Um, and you, we had, you got more people taking pictures. You want to organize them. So company cam was initially this way of like, Hey, we're carrying around these, these cameras that are bolted onto supercomputers that have GPS mm-hmm. connected mm-hmm. to them. Like we mm-hmm. should be able to go out and take pictures that all go to the same spot and that are organized by the job, you know, automatically so that we mm-hmm. can just see them. And I don't have to have you like handing me a memory card and, you know, it's like image underscore four twenty sixty nine. Like, I, I don't know what to do with that. So that was the beginning, right. and then you know, it's gone come a long way from there. But it was really around capturing the information, getting it organized, so that we can, so, so that we can all be on the same page. I'm Prithvi Varkani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so that, I mean, that makes so much sense. There's so much of that, like showing up and not being ready 
because you didn't know it was there. And, you know, I think a lot of times people just, they literally, I mean, they will hire people to be that person to physically go around. And that's all they do when, you know, I'm like, gosh, like pictures are easier and video is easier. And it's the same, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, a lot of times you're communicating the same idea. So tell us a little bit how, um, you know, people are using, utilizing this idea of visual communication throughout the process of, you know, just the, the entire life cycle of from, okay, I, I'm doing the bid all the way through, you know, to the end. How are people using yeah. visual communication? Absolutely. So, you know, most people are thinking, hey, let's take some pictures, right? Like that, the kind of baseline is when you go to the job, you take some pictures. Maybe when you get there, if you see anything funky <laughs> that we might need to worry mm -hmm. about, uh, anything that you want to remember, it's kind of a way of outsourcing your own memory, but then it's a way of sharing that with company camp, sharing it through your company. And so, right. you know, when you're going to go, let's say, you, you know, you get a call, hey, we, I'm going to go with painting. And so I'll probably screw a bunch of stuff up because I actually don't know, you know, I'm no expert. Uh, well, you know but, what fascia is. Uh, so that's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's I some transferable terminology here yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh but you know you imagine you're gonna go out and hey we want to you know uh we'd like to paint our interior or something and you so you go out and you need to figure out like what's here and you naturally you're gonna want to take pictures um you're going to want those pictures organized by the job, but there's all these questions like, well, are we painting the trim in this room or not? Are we, um, how many coats here? Do we have to peel off, uh, wallpaper? I, I, I and I'm mm -hmm. imagining, you know, like where are we going to need to, uh, can we do this in a day? Can we, and we just all these questions that, you know, you want to document it because it does, it's not going to stay in your brain. Um, right. Eventually assuming that you're not a one man show that's, just doing it all top to bottom, even then you're helping your own, you know, memory, stuff like that. Right. But that, that showing up and documenting everything such that you can have evidence, meaning, you know, what was there such that if there's mm -hmm. a dispute later, um, we can both reference something where we have like a shared truth, like a shared understanding underneath. And this, there's a whole larger cultural political problem around this right now of like, yeah, uh, not even agree when you can't agree on the sort of basic facts at the beginning, the foundation, right. Then right. you're really not going to be able to, you're always going to have like ways of arguing, disagreeing. And if you can't land somewhere where there's a shared truth, then, um, you may just never agree. And usually in that case, you're trying to run a good business you end up being the one forking out or fixing or, you know, doing whatever. And oh, totally. um, yeah. I I'm sure there's painting issues that are kind of common themes. I know in roofing, the one that everyone can relate to is you damage my gutters. And right. the thing is, sometimes you do sometimes something, you know, you're doing a ripping off the whole roof, putting on a new roof. You can yeah. damage the gutters. But the thing about uh, let's say everyone is no one looks at their gutters you know, no. before, like when you get a new roof, then you're like, oh, you're looking up at the roof. You're seeing the gutter. You're seeing things afresh and you're, you're inspecting it closer. Whereas basically what it means to be an adult is to ignore things. You know, little kids right. pay attention to everything. 
they notice right oh, look at that you know like i never would have seen that in a million years because they're it's not like they've almost learned to ign- what they can ignore they don't know what they can ignore whereas right. adults do and they do ignore it so even they might your customer might not have bad intentions they might not they might they might be trying to scam you they might have bad intentions you, you yeah, want evidence sure. but even if yeah. they're not um, they're going to think that you messed something up, that you did something wrong. And it was already like that because, you know, in the case yeah. of gutters, the neighbor kid hit it with a baseball or uh, the. Oh, totally. Yeah. Life, I, I recently, life totally. I recently had this exact experience where um, there was this ceiling. It was inside. Um, we were going to paint the ceiling. Um, there was, uh, it was connected right to this like wooden beam. And the previous caulking wasn't really great and Mm. um there was like this kind of gap in it and everything and they were the guy was like it was a commercial property so the guy was like yeah you guys didn't do a good job at caulking that and my guy was like i didn't caulk it and he was like i saw you caulking it i literally witnessed you caulking it and this is what it looks like and he was like i didn't caulk it i haven't you know, there's this like argument yeah, yeah, yeah. basically about what had happened. And luckily, when I went through and did the job, I took video of everything beforehand uh, because that's part of our process is to take video so that we can visually communicate what the scope of work is. And I was able to, you know, zoom in right to that part and say, hey, it, it's exactly as it was before. This is this, I took this video. There's a timestamp on it. This is, you know, mm-hmm. we did not cock it. This is how it looked that, like before. That, and that is a perfect example because, you know, if you're the business owner, like in your case, this is you, mm-hmm. you get put in a position of, okay, I believe my guy. I think I, I you know, if they said they didn't cock it, I, I, I think, I don't think they're going to make that up. I think they're telling me what's going on. Yeah. And the customer may think they're telling the truth. Maybe he saw him cock something else, you know, and, and it's right. It, and unless you have that thing that you can refer to where you're like, well, these were the facts um, at this at this point in time. This was the state of it. Um, you you don't have a real way of settling it and you end up with you may even fix it. So you're doing extra work to make it better than it was before. They still think you messed it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> it's just like it, yeah, it's not great. So having that that like that shared, let's say, visual understanding where we can see it. And I think in all trades, seeing it is so important because you don't, there's so much lingo that you don't know. You know, if you're Mm -hmm. a painter listening to this, um, you probably know more about, you know, roofing and stuff than the average person. But if I'm like, yeah, what color do you want uh, the D metal to be? And do you like your counter flashing like this or like this? It's like, you have, none of that means anything to you. But if I show you two pictures and you're like, hey, do you think, do you prefer this style or this style? then you at least have the ability to be like, oh yeah, I can't, I, I think I would go with that one, something like that. But right. so uh, at the front of the process, capturing the state beforehand is super important. It allows you to have evidence and then it allows you to effectively communicate uh, internally about what you're going to do, what you need to look out for, what you're going to do here, what you're going to do here. Um, often there's, I mean, I use this example of to me uh, uh, of like installing a gutter, which is if I tell you, Hey, go to the Northeast corner of the house and you take that downspout. It's right. It's running out to the Southwest right now. You need to point it out to the, um, to the Northeast again and bring two B elbows. It, it's like, 
before long, you're like, well, you know, you're looking around. Whereas like, yeah, totally. there's a picture right here, this downspout. And then there's a line drawn this way instead of this way. That is, it, 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 it's simple. You can reference it and you can avoid like even hard communication problems in your own language. Whereas often in the trades, there's language barriers. One person's first right. uh, language is English. One's is Spanish. Uh, there, there's overlap. Like people that hear me speak Spanish will say things like, oh, wow, you speak so you're fluent. I say that people that don't speak Spanish that hear me speak Spanish <laughs> say things yeah. like that. And I'm like, no, dude, I sound like a three-year-old. Um, I'm not, but, but that th there's all this opportunity for misunderstanding and having a shared like visual uh, element can create that mm -hmm. shared understanding. So you're, you're documenting to kind of cover your butt. You're getting ready to communicate, let's say, with the crew and make sure everyone's on the same page. I love the walkthrough video idea. Like we, yeah, I mean, you can take videos in company cam and we actually built what we call a walkthrough video feature where it, it, it puts your face you know, kind of bottom corner of the screen um, mm -hmm. so that you can be talking. You can see you, but you can also be walking through um, a site. Mm. And those oh, are great cool. for those are great for explaining it to a to a crew. They're great for updating the customer. You know, there's a personalized element to it, but that piece of communication, then once you decide, okay, Hey, we're all on the same page. We're going to go do this job. Then there's just the, well, the things that come up and the general progress. So you want to, you want to be visually capturing, where are we, where are we at at lunch today? Meaning like how mm -hmm. far did we get? Where are we at at the end of the day? Um, and you, that is a way for, um, A, it's a way to just do accountability so that, you know, the people in the field, they could text you. Yeah, we're almost done with the bedroom. And it's like, you see a picture and you're like, eh, are you right. really though? <laughs> like right, right, right. That, that picture communicates so much more picture or video than um, you're going to get via a text or something else. And it's also a way to see an issue before let's say before the customer does or before you're done and gone and you just left behind some bad cocking or something else right, that right. you, you would want to solve kind of like in the moment on the spot. So that during, during the job is super important. And then after the job, you have, um, you want to document to compare it to that initial state. You know, it's kind of like the before and after again, Sure. Not trying to make this completely a company cam sales pitch, but we have what we call before and after camera where you can kind of line up the same shot perfectly. It'll like outline yeah. and overlay that photo. And, um, but you want to capture that finished state so that, you know, okay, this is where it was when we started. This is where it was when we were done. So if something happens after now, you know, we know that that wasn't us. There's kind of a liability element there, but there's also a marketing, uh, element, which is that circling back, uh, People, they don't as much care about your lingo or, you know, the, but if you can show them what you've done, that is a great way to build trust. And so a lot right. of our best customers will use their company cam photos or even their company cam is very much oriented around like your location. So mm -hmm. nearby, whatever's nearby is sort of always kind of prevalent and it's easy to find. And we find that when people are doing, you know, like a sales call, you're talking to someone in their living room, the ability to kind of pull up on your phone and say, oh, wait, we did this job two blocks away. And to kind of always have that um, at hand.
because for for regular people, um, I'm going to say for me, I don't know how regular I am, but uh, what's closer to me is fundamentally more interesting than what's farther away, right? If you painted the house sure. next door to me, then that's more relevant to me, it feels like, than across my neighborhood or across town or across the country. Um, yeah. So yeah. what's what's close to me and what's what's sort of recent, Yeah. anytime you can get access to those, which again, company cam is great for, but just having that content um, is, is a great way to sell, to use your own work to market and sell. So I, yeah, I mean, I skipped yeah, yeah. a bunch of pieces around quality control, you know, depending on what sure, you're doing, but, there's all sorts of you reasons know, I, you yeah. want this, but it really does go all the way through. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that, that, that that's that's valid. You know, I uh, during my my sales presentation, what I'll do is I have a section where, um, you know, I, I, I use I use a PDF that I created. Right. That, that's, a, yep. that's a proposal, but it's also a worksheet so I can, you know, fill in uh, an inspection form. And I, I use like just annotation on my uh, iPad. I can fill out the scope of work and all that and put a price tag. Oh, on yeah. It. But with the PDF, you can you can put hot links in the PDF. And so one of them, I have a, a picture of a gallery of work, but then I have a link to a Matterport th 3D virtual tour. Ooh. And so, so I'll pop that up and it goes straight into the house of the pictures that we're looking at. And you can go all throughout the house and see it. And do that's you, do you do a Matterport on every job? No, I have one. So, you know, Matterport, you have to find a Matterport photographer. And yeah, then you unless have you to buy find, it, they're expensive, uh, though. Yeah, they're really expensive. And so I, I do have a friend who's a Matterport photographer. Uh, and then the host, there's a hosting deal to it. So I basically like, I'm like, I'm going to pay for a really good prod, you know, the, a great house that's representative of all the work that we do. And so I just use the same one. So but that yeah. idea of what what I so what I can what I'm saying here is I'm affirming to you this idea that showing more physical evidence that you do good work rather than just a simple like before and after, but really being able to explore the environment of a particular project that is already impactful in and of itself, oh, especially yeah. if they don't have a reference for who you are as a as a company or as a person or as a painter what you're saying this idea of hey we did the next door neighbor's house or we did the door uh the the house three houses down and this is what it looked like that ties so much into um you know social proof which you which you know robert robert uh caldini and in influence talks all about mm. the, the importance of um social proof um, you know, I have uh, I had a guy on the show. His name is Lenny Gray. He's the uh, wrote a book called Door to Door Millionaire. He talks a lot about social proof and the importance of name dropping when you're going door to door. 
you know, the idea of you knock on the door, you say, hey, I was just at, you know, Fred Albertson's house um, and, you know, we provided estimate, right? That idea of, oh, they, you, they were at my neighbor's house, that just triggers this psychological need for social proof um, in, in a way that, uh, like you're saying, being across the way, being in, from another town, you mm -hmm. know, that it just doesn't, that proximity is important. So I'm, I'm definitely affirming what you're saying with that idea of being able to say, yeah, two houses down, this is what we did. And, okay. and especially Good. if they know that neighbor, especially if they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you work for Georgina and Ted, no way, you know, uh, <laughs> that's funny. They have terrible yeah. taste. Don't touch our, uh, but yeah. no, you, you're, it's funny that you say that. I mean, that social proof element, I was, when I was driving to work this morning, I was listening to a podcast um, and it was the guy's name is Brian Kaplan. He's an economist, but he has this principle called the social desirability bias, which sounds fancy, but it's the basic mm -hmm. premise is that like uh, our reasoning will continually, we will reliably fail in the direction of things that make us look better to other people. Uh, the social right. desirability bias that like we are just not that we can never reason or, you know, think properly outside of that. But it 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 just is pulling all of us and you feel it. I feel it pulling me. You know, we all know that like that we want uh, the thing that other people have and we want to like right. to be to look. You were talking about fashion right before we start. <laughs> not, not really right. fashion, but just uh, <laughs> the idea of being older and. And that might have been after we started. Who who can tell? Uh, yeah. And things coming back into style. You see things and you're like, oh, man, that was the least cool possible thing. Like short oh, shorts totally. and th these type of things. And oh, they'll probably yeah. go back to like baggy long. You know, it's a, it goes in these cycles. Um, it but does. the way that, yes, we all move, that we all move together. Um, but yeah, so company sorry i'm gonna try to get myself back on track because i like talking i about love tangents i'm gonna go with you one more Good. one more step on yes. the tangent there's Do there's it. a commercial now uh that makes fun of huge basketball shorts have you seen this it, it's uh it's uh -uh. just on you know they play it during the playoffs but they're um i forget what it's for but they are making fun of like giant basketball shorts and then at the end um uh what what's his name from uh he was part of the Fab Five in um, Michigan, U University of Michigan. Um, Jalen Rose, Chris, he pops out at J the okay. end. Yeah, because they were the ones that started kind of the, yeah. the huge okay. basketball shorts thing in the 90s. And it just, you know, cuts to him. And he's like, oh, those were the days. You know, <laughs> <I'm> like, thinking <laughs> that's about, perfect. oh, man. Yeah. No, but it's totally old. Is. It, it, <laughs> yeah, that, that's life. But yeah, so, I mean, but you're you, right. You know, you're right, hold... though. You have to people do look at what other people do. And I mean, the second that my neighbor mows his lawn, which feels like it's three times a week, uh, I'm I, the, the clock is ticking on me. I'm like, shoot, I got to I got to go mow my lawn. That's a, that's <laughs> it, that is perfect. But yeah, I mean, OK, the, the, this this visual communication idea um, and the, the in the interest of creating a shared understanding um affects every piece because you need to have that understanding internally at your company and or with with your subs you may need an understanding with the insurance company or a gc or a property manager your customer there's all these places mm -hmm. um uh through the process and with different people that you want to create a shared understanding ideally as simply as possible without having to have 
20 conversations and totally. talking people through everything. And so that's where the visual communication, photos, videos, and soon we're working on some kind of AI stuff that is, that is really cool in this regard. Um, uh, but making that easier for yourself and just like reliably doing it will save you so much trouble through this whole process. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll bring in a, another angle, you know, with, with regards to visual communication. So with, with my company, we are, um, you know, we're in startup mode, we're immediately going multi-location and mm. the, the big challenge here. And part of why I chose to go multi-location immediately was because when I was in the software world, um, I was, we were, you know, we didn't have any local customers. All of our customers were yep. across the globe really. And it just kind of opened my eyes to this idea of like, well, today, because of the communication tools that we have, it might actually be possible to run this, you know, a remote company and have multiple locations. And, um, you know, it's mostly just a, a really unique challenge. But then, you know, on top of that, of course, I believe in my brand and my mission, all that. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the challenge of running remote poses some interesting, you know, like, how do we how do we train, you know, so if I'm bringing in a salesperson, who is completely new has not done estimating before, how do we how do we train them without me physically being there. And so what we've done is we've used we've used photos, we've used video. And so what I'll do is I'll, I'll hire a salesperson. And then the first thing that we do is we say, Okay, you're going to do an estimate with your own, you know, at your own house. Okay. So that's just the, that's the first practice one. Mm. And so just get your phone and take a video of every room and, you know, and, you know, go in close to where you see damages so we can see them. You know, I want to be able to see everything via video. And then we come together, I review the video and I help them provide an estimate based off of the video and the measurements that they've taken. And so then when they get their first lead, they go out and they do the same thing. They take a video of everything. They uh, come back. They, uh, you know, we, we go over it and they come with an estimate, you know, in, in tow. And then I can give them feedback and say, OK, we're going to need to add a little bit of extra money here. We're going to need to add, you know, maybe you've overbid over here, you know, and we kind of get closer and closer so that by the time that they've gone on three, four estimates, they're coming to me with pretty accurate estimates mm. to the degree that it's like, okay, now you can go and do those on the spot. We're doing this completely remotely and it, it is possible because of this little camera that's attached to a supercomputer, like you said, uh, that yeah. they have in their pocket. <laughs> so it's really, really yeah, interesting it's, stuff. It's super compelling. And it's, a, that is another example of shared understanding. You know, they, the, that, uh, new sales rep doesn't have, it's, it's an element of knowledge, but really an understanding of what's going to be an issue. Um, what's hard and what's easy. You know, we can all kind of right. imagine painting a room <laughs> and probably have done it at one time or another. Sure. Um, but, but we don't know. Yeah. Cause I can imagine coming into that with some rough framework but you're going to tell me oh no like you've got to look out for this that takes three times as long as as, as this kind of a thing or uh oh right. that's with that you know 
that wall is like too speckly and we're going to have to sand it or <laughs> all the things that you just oh yeah there's expert there's a eye lot of, you need right to teach there's people. a lot of experiential knowledge there's a lot of institutional knowledge that you have to pass on to somebody that's new and there's an element of you are going to be asked to estimate things that you have never seen and that I have never seen. I mean, mm. I, I still run into situations where I'm like, man, I've been in this business for 20 years, almost 20 years. And I still, I've, I've never seen that before, you know, because mm -hmm. that's just the nature of houses and how houses are built. Sometimes people make things that are so custom and unique that you just don't see it. And so having that ability to put a price tag on it, especially when you don't have the experience, it's, it's helpful to have another eye on it. And if you don't, if you can't see it, then you can't, you can't even begin to figure out or, you know, pretend to, you know, just, you can't even make an educated guess. Exactly. <laughs> you just got to yep. see it. So, yeah. So using it's videos, it's, it's just so it's, if, if you're not doing it, it's, um, it's just like how, how were, it'll be one of those things. It's like, how were we doing this before? Here, let me ask you this. I want to let me I'm turning the tables because I want to <laughs> find out how you do things. Um, when you're th this is connected to something we're working on, but I I, I, I want to understand like how you do it slash how you've seen it done or whatever. Absolutely. So you walk in, you're you're going to do a video um, mm -hmm. uh, of the property, which is eminently sensible. Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good and using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. How do you, are you also, let's say, jotting down any notes? What, what, what is the sort of process that you arrive at the information that you need to bid and then that you build the bid? And are you using any pen and paper? Are you using other software like custom or Excel or like, what does it look like when you do that? Yeah, so so I'll, I'll answer it from, you know, both perspectives of what I see and what I do, right? Because it's going to span the gamut. There are there are people out there who are, you know, still coming out with a, you know, with a yellow pad of paper and just jotting down notes kind of old school, you know, ways. Um, there are people who have, you know, estimating softwares um, that that they use. And we've got, you know, our, we've got industry partners who are really great at that. You know, Drip Jobs is good yep. at that. Uh, Paint uh, Scout, Estimate Rocket, um, you know, they're really good at that. And um, mm -hmm. and I used Estimate Rocket for many years, and that was a very easy way. And you have areas to put notes. Um, where I arrived at with this company, because it's, it is a bootstrap company, and I am running lean, lean, lean. And so yeah. my, my initial, like my principles are, we're not gonna, we're not gonna add on uh, you know, subscriptions just to add on subscriptions, you know, just because we think that we need it, we're going to be running a lean. And so to do that, I had to think to myself, well, is, is an estimating software software at this point, is it going to be the most necessary thing? Um, I do think that 
it's important to have an estimating software. What we ended up doing is we ended up using this PDF worksheet because one of the software companies that I was working at was an annotation software. And while mm. I was, uh, while I was the CMO there, I was trying to figure out unique ways to differentiate our product. And as I was doing market research, I realized that a lot of the industries that we were selling into, they were still using paper forms for everything. And so a lot of their processes were just kind of instruction based, like check, you know, checkbox things, checklists, um, just made in paper form that you that you just go through. Like imagine going to the doctor's office and they just, you know, I don't I don't know if you have kids, but when you have like a little kid, you uh, you, you got three kids. So, you know, the deal yeah. <laughs> you've got you've got all these benchmarks that you have to hit. And so they give you a laminated form where you check mm -hmm. off all the things, you know, all the benchmarks that they're hitting. And so my thought was like, okay, well, what did we do before technology? We used paper-based workflows. We used worksheets. We created those things. And I thought, you know, that's kind of nice because you can adapt it quickly and you can change it quickly. And, you know, my experience with working with software companies, and this is no, this is no, uh, uh, you know, I'm taking it personally. Yeah, yeah, please don't take it personally. <laughs> but I mean, I just know this from being on the inside. It's hard to ask them to change anything. Like mm -hmm. you, you think that it's just a tiny little tweak that they're making to their software. But, you know, a lot of times it turns out that it's like it's 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 as if like you think that you're asking them to like put a little caulking somewhere. But what's really happening is you're asking them to reframe the house. And there's just not like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm the most guilty. It's hard when you're the CEO of a software <laughs> company to get the software to change. Yeah. You want it to be different. <laughs> so it's it's double. Now, that's not to be said, like, I mean, we're doing a customer interview at noon um, or, you know, local time. What we're we are constantly changing things. But you're right. Like it is. Yes. So the, your point being. Actually, can you name what was this software called? You're 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 telling me about a a PDF. Do you mind saying oh, yeah. the name of it's like... called? Yeah, it's called it's called Folia, and um, Folio. but yeah. So anyway, it... yeah, okay. Folia with an A. Folia. Folia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so they're doing cool things, and and uh, and and I, I I love the CEO, and and uh, but you know when I was when I was their CMO, I was doing a lot of market research to figure out how we could differentiate because. There are a lot of native options for annotation softwares and PDF readers. So I was really trying to figure out how to differentiate. And I went to, you know, I went to law firms and financial institutions. And I just was like, okay, how are you doing things today? And trying to think about how we could apply it to this, you know, to this PDF software. And a lot of it was just they had a lot of worksheets. They just, you just follow a worksheet and you do the thing. And that's when it dawned on me. It's like, okay. Before we had apps for everything, people were doing a lot of paper-based workflows. And in some of these institutions, those workflows aren't broken. They're just, you know, very manual. And that's... Yeah, and they're that's analog. The, they're just not yeah, tied into... Well, it's hard to get right, them into that, a, like a simple workflow. Everything's got to be manual. Totally, right? But but not quintessentially broken. So, so totally. I kind of took that idea and it was like, okay, we'll just make some PDF... Uh, worksheets for our own company. So I did this at Foley and I made a bunch of worksheets because I really wanted people to within the company to like 
I wanted us to kind of, you know, drink our own champagne here, you know, or taste our own dog yeah. food. I wanted us to use it, you know, and, and see yeah. how it was so that we could see where the problems are, where the benefits are. And so, so I kind of started down that path of creating worksheets. And so then when I came out, uh, when I decided to, you know, start back up in the business, I was like, well, PDFs are super cheap. They don't cost anything. And I already <laughs> have an iPad. And so I'm just going to design PDFs to run a lot of the processes that we do. And I ended up creating an estimating um, proposal worksheet that uh, that's what we do. So I, so I write notes on that worksheet. Um, I upload those worksheets to our um, event calendar. So we just use a Google calendar for all our jobs. And I post links to the video, to the video walkthroughs, um, you know, so, so they, you know, they get added to the calendar event they have the link to the job site with the videos. They have the, the work order that's a PDF um, and they have all the information that they need. So that's, so, that's and what you're I'm... running that almost entirely out of Google Calendar and Folia, roughly speaking. Yeah. Are you? Pretty... Yeah. OK, that's like, well, yeah. first of all, I love it in that that writing. I mean, we're 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 really pushing hard into this. Like, how do we make it so easy to get your piece of paper into company cam, uh, right. actually, because that's the same thing. It's like we have this piece of paper and we like it. And there's actually advantages. Sorry, I'm going to go on a mini tangent here because I, no, I like go this for one. It. Is yeah. it. There's advantages. People will think, oh, if you could just do it digitally, that would be easier. Fat, you know, And it's not always true. Like you can have 50 questions on a piece of paper in front of you. And just the way that human beings, this ties back to the visual element, like it is so much easier to use a worksheet that you know, and you know, like you might walk into the house and it's like, oh, there's the answer to number 47, boink, right. and you write that down. Whereas if you're if you're trying to fill out a form on a, imagine on a computer or on your phone, you're like scrolling right. down like to number yeah, 47 yeah, yeah. and it's all clumsy. And that's, if you've ever seen like a point of sale software, like, a, like at Starbucks or at a restaurant, you know, it's this giant grid of like a hundred different buttons. Um, right. Which looks almost impossible to understand. But once you start using that a little bit, it's like a hundred, it's so much faster to just go, oh, like mocha, bu, bu, you know, because you know, you right. remember where they all are versus trying to scroll up and down this list. And this is a challenge that we're sort of trying to figure out right now because we have these digital checklists and forms, um, but mm -hmm. they are this vertical scroll. And look, they're simple. I, I like them. I mean, meaning they're, they are good, but they have inherent issues compared to writing on a piece of paper. And, right. um, and so anyway, so you're doing the paper yeah. and then, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh no, you're, you're, you, I think where your mind is at is, is right. There's, you know, there are, um, aspects of, of writing that give you flexibility that, you know, a a form-based uh, software cannot, right? If you think about the difference between um, a custom piece of software and Excel, for example, yep. Excel, you can mm. do whatever the heck you want, but unless you know how to run Excel, it's not going to make sense to, to you. And if you have somebody who's really good at Excel, they're going to give you something and it's not going to make sense to you. It's going to be like a Da Vinci mm -hmm. code of a spreadsheet <laughs> and you're not going to be able to use yeah. it. And so softwares, what, what a lot of softwares do is they essentially just make it like a foolproof Excel, especially um, in estimating softwares. It's just like, it's just a calculator and it has inputs and you put them in. 
But the problem is that you are limited to those inputs. You can't deviate. Mm -hmm. You can't be creative. You can't, you know, there's not enough flexibility. And so the, the, the funny thing about paper is that it's, it's a lot more flexible. You can deviate from the, the track. Yep. It's just, it's just manual, you know, and that's, that's, <laughs> that is okay. I'm sorry. While we're ideating down this road, because I have another, yeah. we're, we're <laughs> dabbling with the new AI stuff. And, yeah. um, I think it's super compelling. Um, what it's really cool. I've been messing with it myself uh, and just seeing kind of what's possible. But one thing that I'm, I'm seeing, and I, I just, sh I feel like it's like a version of how the future is going to be different. Um, and this is not like the computers are taking over or you know, none of this, but it's, you know, normally, which we were just talking about, if you want to get information out of your head into the computer, You've got to like, you've got to separate all the information in your head in a sense and kind of put it in one at a time. Like this has to go mm -hmm. here. This has to go here, whether it's filling out a form or even kind of on a worksheet or whatever it, it's, it, it, you have to, you are the one, what I would call parsing it, like separating it and placing mm -hmm. it wherever it needs to go. What I'm finding that the kind of the chat GPT is, is really good at is just taking what amounts to like a dump of information like a paragraph mm -hmm. that you wrote or a minute of you talking and going, mm -hmm. okay, now pull the information out of here and answer these 20 questions on this worksheet over here based on whatever I just said. And it's right. really, really good at that. And I think is going to open up opportunities where just through speaking, you can gain some of the flexibility that you lack by having to work out of the exact boxes um, right. Uh, of, of like a form or of software, but you're, I mean, you're, I don't know, that was all really good analogies, but I'm very much excited about the future of what's, of what's happening there. Um, but yeah, let me wrap this all yeah, back around because be... I was grilling you about your software. <laughs> no, it's good. It's Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. Good, you know, what I'll, what I'll say, and, and maybe we can, we can wrap this back. Um, what I'll say is that the future of, of computing becomes a lot more human, actually. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the, the, when I think about how my daughters who are seven and five, how they interact with technology today, because we limit it to, to a large yep. degree, but the way that they interact with their technology today is they talk to it. They talk to it. Yep. They verbally yeah. Oh, yeah. Say you know because they they're they're young enough where the, you know writing and and reading is is still tricky. Mm -hmm. So they talk to their technology and the technology understands them. And if I hear the song "Raining Tacos" one more time, I'm gonna you know <laughs> throw Siri out of I the, heard that the building. Oh yeah, look out! Um, but it uh, they they talk to their technology and and that is that's not going to change. And what was really interesting to me about working at that last company was that it was the idea of using something that is as um, old as writing, which is, you know, it's, it's embedded in our DNA because mm -hmm. that's how we became 
you know, communicators is through illustrating things on cave paintings and, and that the foundation of language is, 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 you know, that next step to verbal connect communication is decoding it and putting it into written language, writing, putting, you know, our notes and our information through this medium. It's so intrinsically connected to the way that we think that mm -hmm. it, it makes it hard for me to believe that the keyboard, which has only been around for, you know, 60, 70 years, however long it is, not even a hundred years. It makes me, it makes it hard for me to believe that that will, um, that that will be the status quo forever. Um, I think that we will default to the more basic human inputs. Yeah. I, I'm going to take you, I'm, I'm going to love one up you. Please do. <laughs> so the, I think you're totally right about the keyboard or in, in the mouse, the whatever. Um, but most people throughout history never wrote anything like writing really? was actually extremely rare quite often in most society. I mean, some places it never really had writing. Now I say that's maybe writing the idea of drawing or, or, or trying to like make some symbol sure. is, is more broad, but even writing was not a much of a part of very many people's lives. If you think back to history of the last X thousand years, that's um, fair. reading and writing were very rare, but what was always true is that everyone speaks everyone. Right. I'm well, that's probably now I'm, I'm getting canceled. Someone doesn't speak. <laughs> There's people who have, uh, are unable to speak, but, but that just, and, and you said it about your kids. And I noticed this with my kids years ago, even the way they would try to talk to Google or Alexa or something. Um, but this is this trend I see in technology is that um, it interacting with technology, with software will become more and more like interacting with a very smart person than by trying to interact with a machine. And right. that is going to be the sort of function of the AI, roughly speaking, is being that layer that allows you to to interact with the software the way that you would interact with a person by, by talking to it, by even sending quick messages to it, or just telling it to do something in a way that you would, you would say, Hey, can you get more? Uh, we need milk at the grocery store. The, the things that you would maybe text your wife right. or something like right. that. We, we're going that direction. And I think it's really, it's really exciting. But to get back to your point, what I love about your whole process is, is, there's a, there's a prioritization, like a clear one about what matters, you know, like, like what matters is being, uh, let's say cost efficient right now. And, um, we're not worried about every bell and whistle. We're worried about getting our process done such that we can do good estimates. We can do a good job for our customer. And we're going to be very, uh, we're going to have a high bar of how something comes to be part of our process. We're not just, we're not just looking for right. things to dump in there. And that to me, that, that type of focus is what is going to allow you to succeed at this multi-location multi, because multi, you'll end up over time. Are you going to have more software and more, of course, you know, that yeah. will, that will grow, but being, yeah, just really judicious about it, I think is really wise because a lot of people I think feel like, oh, I need this, I need this, I need this. And you spend more time trying to run the thing than you do doing the actual work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I, I do see a lot of companies um, just dumping money into experiments that, um, you know, just end up being a waste of money. And it's like, 
you got you got kids, you got a family, you got bills to take care of. Um, yep. You're you're just because you have full jurisdiction over the decisions that are made in your company, especially regarding money, doesn't mean that you should just gamble with the, with the yeah, company money. Well, and if you're going to gamble, you should place small bets on things like company cam that are cheap. That's uh, right. <laughs> of course. Not, not That's on exactly right. No, stuff. no, no, no. Uh, company cam. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about company cam. This has been a really exciting uh, conversation uh, so far. Tell us how um, company cam can uh, help our listeners um, visually communicate with their, with their team. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's all we've talked about. So I'll try to keep it quick. I mean, it, you know, you know, you need to capture the photos, the videos, uh, they're useful through the process. Company cam is really just almost a workflow built around making that simple and easy for everyone at your company to do and everyone to share uh, with each other, to have that shared understanding uh, and leaves no excuses. Like, oh, I forgot to upload it or I forgot. No, it's just, it all happens basically automatically. And, and it's really simple. You, you take the photos, you can comment on them. You can, you know, create PDFs to share with the customer. Uh, you can, um, I don't know, before and after photos, create checklists that can only be completed with photo proof. There, there's, there's, there's a lot around it, but it is that fundamental element of being on the same page, creating a shared understanding. And that we're trying to make company cam the best way to do that for contractors. That's like what we're looking at. That's, that's, that's all we're doing. And so, yeah, I'd say check it out. And we even made a page. Uh, if people want to try out company cam, uh, yep. Wow. Look how ahead of the game you are. He's got it on the <laughs> screen, companycam.com slash paint ed, or, uh, if you just read in English, companycam.com slash painted, uh, you get 50% off your first two months in two week free trial. Um, nothing to lose. Check it out. Uh, and yeah, thanks for letting me plug it here. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool product. Um, I know a lot of contractors who are using it, using it successfully and, um, it's certainly been an, a source of inspiration uh, for me. Uh, you're an, a source of inspiration for me. Again, I love the, the enthusiasm that you carry about this. And so uh, thank you. Thank you for what you do. And, and thank you for being on the show today. Torlando, thank you for having me. It is always great. Both times. It has been fabulous. Thanks, man. All right, there we have it. Luke Hansen with Company Cam. Great conversation. I'm glad that we got a, a little bit into the, the futurist talk. Because I, I I I love that stuff. I I uh, you know sometimes nerd out on it. Um, what I think is important is to um, remember that you are in business to make money, but you are also in business to help people uh, have better lives, and that means your team. That means your customer. Um, it means, you know, just really doing your part to make things happen so that they can, uh, they can all be successful so that you can be successful and your customers can be successful. And so when I go around and I'm talking to different customers, I, you know, the thing that seems to matter the most to them really is, uh, communication. Like they really care about communication. Of course they care about the quality of the work. Of course they care about, you know, good, um, you know, people being in the house but a lot of the problems that people get frustrated with they could actually be resolved if you were to 
preventatively communicate with them if you were to talk to them up front um so i love 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 this conversation about visual communication um all right that is the show today um again if you want to catch this on podcast um make sure that you subscribe on spotify uh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to those podcasts um or sign up for the app at uh, pcdapaint.org become a member get my book later this has been paint ed Painted podcasts are produced by the Painted Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.